Welcome to the Stephen and Arjun's Football Podcast, where they discuss anything football, everything football. This podcast is brought to you by Starshot Bakery and Misuboy SG. Craving for party treats like cakes and cookies in Subang Jaya? Visit starshot.bakery on Instagram. Or would you like tiramisu in Singapore? Visit misuboy.sg on Instagram as well. Good day listeners and welcome to another episode of the Steven Adios Football Podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Mr. Boy SG and Starstruck Bakery. Continuing with our episode leading up to the new Premier League season, last week we did Arsenal FC with Melody and Kapil from India. And today, we're going to talk about another club from London, Tottenham Hotspur. And when we talk about Tottenham, we have to talk about Cedric Lowe. And he, he is, of course, our guest for today. But before that, I want to welcome my um, fellow host, co-host, Arjun. Arjun, welcome back. Thank you, Stephen. Privilege is getting near a very exciting time. Yes, yes. And also, I want to welcome um, Cedric, our, our guest for today, to answer some Tottenham questions. Cedric, welcome back. Thanks for having me back, Stephen. Yeah, it's a pleasure to have you here. And also, last but not least, um, acting as a fan and to ask questions also about Tottenham today is uh, our, our guest today. Our neutral guest today, Uday. Uday, welcome back as well. Hi, thank you. Looks like you got the dream team today, huh? the expensive formation. <laughs> yes, I'm very happy to get the band together, you know, the Euro 2020 band, you know, together that I have been wanting to get ever since we ended the final and ended the re- uh, review of, of, of the, the whole competition. And, you know, suddenly everything still uh, feels a bit slow-paced uh, all of a sudden. Um, Arjun, I think before we start with the Spurs yes, um, yes, section, right. we have to address the elephant in the room. Right. Yeah, we have to address the elephant in the room. Um, Leonardo Messi is not staying in Barcelona. There's reports coming out yesterday and confirmation from Barcelona Football Club Instagram that um, Messi is not staying and they have already said uh, adios. They have already said thank you to Messi. And yeah, now Messi is a free agent. He has been a free agent since the 1st of July. But now... You know, it is confirmed that Barcelona uh, will not will not give you a new contract. So yeah, how do you receive this news, Arjun? Uh, this news, Arjun? Uh, to be honest, I think it's not entirely unexpected. Uh, I see this as sort of a last-ditch attempt from Barcelona to pressure La Liga into uh, making an exception for Messi, so to say. Uh, there, there's been so many things happening surrounding Barcelona recently. Their finance is a mess. They have not uh, adhered to financial regulations from La Liga. On top of that, they are still in the Super League. I don't think La Liga is very happy about that either. Uh, so La Liga has been standing firm. And I think the only reason uh, the negotiations have gone on this long is because uh, La Liga has not uh, built, uh, yielded behind the scenes. They have not given in, uh, which I think Barcelona expected La Liga to do, given Cristiano Ronaldo has already left the league. And now if Lionel Messi leaves, the threat to La Liga is how much TV viewers they're going to lose, how many fans are they going to lose. It's immeasurable. How much uh, revenue are they going to lose? So, yeah, I, I think Barca have an ace in hand and that this is their last last play. They're, this is their last play to sort of force La Liga into saying, uh, look, we, we released a statement saying we are not happy, Messi is not happy, he wants to stay. Uh, and because of you, he has to leave. So, yeah, I think that's my take on the situation. Uh, Cedric, uh, do you have a different view on this? Or do you agree as well that uh, 
Barca are just trying to pressure La Liga. So when the first news first came out, I was one of the people who was say, who was saying, um, oh, okay, uh, Messi is finally leaving and whatnot. You see all those tribute videos, like, oh, Messi has been here how many, how long, and uh, uh, what he he has done here and everything. And then I watched the uh, uh, ESPN FC where Gat McCarthy, he's one of the uh, uh, journalists there, and uh, he talked about uh, why this could be happening, and it's very much more complicated than Barcelona as a badly run club. I think that narrative. <laughs> is still out there and perhaps they are perhaps they are a badly run club but they can't be so dumb to the point that they that they that they spend so much and then go oh wait we spend too much like you know <laughs> I, I have friends who are irresponsible when it comes to money and they aren't this dumb either so although Barcelona is dumb at times I don't think they're dumb on this I think uh what Arjun says is correct I think it's a power play uh to pressure La Liga because uh, as as uh, as powerful as La Liga is, um, they need Messi in the league, you know. And so uh, La uh, Barcelona, uh, and also as powerful as La Liga is, it, some can argue that Barcelona is more powerful than uh, than La Liga. And with all the Super League stuff as well going on, um, uh, Barcelona is just uh, uh, throwing this. And and now we have to wait and see whether La Liga is willing to call that bluff, you know. Um, my guess is I think Messi would still stay at Barcelona by the end of this. I uh, I think La Liga will give in because they uh, uh, they have to. <laughs> if Messi is not in the La Liga, there's not much reason to watch the La Liga anymore. And you, you think about like uh, Atletico Madrid, like yes, it's a very good team. You know, there's Luis Suarez and all these kind of players. Not really the kind of players that would drive eyeballs to La Liga you know it's kind of like if Burnley keeps winning the EPL you know it's not it's not very exciting to watch so uh, they will give in and so I think uh, all this fear mongering uh, that I believed at first I don't think it's uh, I don't think uh, uh, Barcelona really let Messi go yeah but we talk about um, you know Barcelona threatening um, or power playing uh, against uh, La Liga, but we also have to think about the implication of if La Liga does allow Barcelona to get away with this financial impact. Real Madrid will confirm making will make a lot of noise about this, and I feel Real Madrid is as as, as powerful as Barcelona in terms of the La Liga status. And you have the other the rest of the nineteen clubs will also make noise as well. So and they they may sue they they sue they may sue La Liga for this. Why are you having a double standard? Um, treating Barcelona and and the other nineteen clubs a different way, yeah. So so this is this is one thing standing at the angle where uh, on the other side that you know probably it's not as easy as Barcelona just threatening La Liga to to to, to give in with their rules because if after all after all it is Barcelona who did screw up in terms of their financial stuff. That's why we see a a, a lot of desperate sales um um ahead uh, uh, early this transfer window. They try to sell Coutinho. They try to, they try to reduce the wage bill. They send a lot of youngsters out, you know, and yeah, yeah. So probably this is this is this is Barcelona's own 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 doing, you know. So yeah, you so, believe uh, that they are badly run. So you, uh, do you believe the narrative that they are badly run? Because I think there is some truth to that. But I think based on this messy narrative, I think this part is the poker play that they are uh, going for. But I do admit that, you know, in other aspects, they are badly run. So do you think that all this whole thing, even the Messi thing was just a, a badly run uh, uh, move or, you know? 
Um, I, I don't know. I, I mean, like from the reports, I feel so because there there is a mm-hmm. latest report from um, the new president. Um, we know we know Juan uh, Laporta was recently elected as a new president, and yep. uh, he is the one who filled filled the negotiation. And he said he blamed the old board um, mm. for for Lionel Messi's exit. Uh, and, and he said that it's, it's their fault that, you know, it, it was badly run and they didn't give a contract to Messi earlier, earlier when, when he still he still had a few years remaining his contract. So I feel Barcelona had, had, had uh, should shoulder majority of the blame because what La Liga is doing here is uh, it's an even playing field. I don't think they treat Barcelona stricter than how they treat Real Madrid. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I feel that they, they shoot themselves in the foot here, you know. Um, so, Cedric, so coming back to <laughs> um, our, our topic today, which is Tottenham Hotspur, trying to link Messi with Tottenham. <laughs> I can find one link, though. Um, Christian Romero, the Argentinian defender, has signed a five-year deal at Tottenham today uh, from Atlanta. And, yeah, what are your thoughts on this? And Messi to Spurs, probably? Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, if, if Messi joins Spurs, then I will forgive Daniel uh, uh, Levy for every horrible thing he has done uh, in the past year. Um, would you but, trade Messi uh, for you know, Kane? Would you trade Kane for Messi, though? Yes, because, because Kane doesn't want to be there. <laughs> I'm going to guess if Messi goes to Spurs, he doesn't want to be there either. But um, I, I, uh, at least an incoming person will be better. And uh, come on, you know, as, as good as Kane is, Messi is one of the best players of all time. You know, if, if Levy really pulls that off, that, that would be insane. And so, higher income uh, as well, right? Merchandising income. Because it's not going to happen. Sorry, what? Higher merchandising income, branding as well. Yes. There's so much exactly. more benefit. And then you'll see a lot of plastic Tottenham fans like, where did you come from? Since when do you like Tottenham? <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so the thing is, uh, with, with, uh, uh, back to Romero, because Messi's a pipe dream. Uh, that's, that's not going to happen. That's why I'm joking about it. But uh, Romero, yeah. I don't think it's confirmed yet, but it's on its way. So mm-hmm. um, uh, uh, I think that's a good signing. Because uh, I think last a friend of mine told me that the Romero is one of the defenders, best defenders in the in the uh, Serie A last year, which is uh, 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 was a pleasant surprise for me because I thought Atalanta was the more of an attacking team, but turns out you know he was one of the best defenders in Serie A. Apparently, I, I wouldn't know because I don't watch Serie A, and uh, I didn't watch Copa America too, so I didn't know how good was he. You saw Copa America, right? Uh, did you Did you like mm-hmm. Christian Romero? Um. He didn't caught my eye that much. I have to admit. Oh. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um. But you know, if if everything I hear is right, then you know I, I'm happy with this signing. Uh. But the mm. thing is, yes, you have Romero there, but you need another guy because uh, if if you ask me who I want to play, beside Romero, it's gonna be Rodon, and Rodon is not the best, and yet he's the one I would, I would choose to play opposite Romero because I don't trust Dyer. Alduero's gone. They let Tanganga go. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, he just left for Turkey. Um, but it's on loan, so he's gonna come back. But you know, uh, I w- I would have personally put Tanganga beside uh Romero. So there's still gaps there. Uh, my next my next hope would be, you know, if you sell Kane to City, you get Laporte or uh you get uh Connor Cody from uh, Wolves. Then then I would like that defense a lot more. Yeah, speaking about Kane going to City or the potential transfer, you know, uh, recently we also saw that Grealish, the, the football's worst 
secret Jack really has joined City for 100 million. Um, what are your thoughts on this and will there be any impact of maybe Kane staying? Uh, so, on the logically speaking, you would say they just spent 100 million on Jack Grealish, which I think is way too much for, for Jack Grealish. He's a good player, but not 100 million. Come on. Um, but apparently they have funds because uh, I was talking to a friend of mine who's a City fan. He said that uh, uh, City actually offloaded. They did, the, they did what Barca should have done, which is they offloaded their players early. And so they raised funds already to, to, to make the sale. So uh, I, mm. I, didn't, I didn't double check him on that. So maybe someone would, would, would comment and say, uh, uh, Sergio goes wrong. But this is according to that City friend. He said that they have raised enough money to, to not uh, uh, incur you know, a, a fair play violation, a financial fair play violation. So if that's true, they can still go for Kane, you know. And as I said, you know, if they're going to get Kane, then I want Laporte and they can raise funds from selling Laporte as well. Uh, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind selling Kane to City if uh, Spurs get someone back. And I don't want Sterling, I don't want Jesus, I don't want Bernardo Silva. We are fine up front. I want something at the back. <laughs> yeah, but you don't have like, if you sell Kane, you don't have... Anybody other other than Son who is reliable, you get what I mean? Uh, yeah, but I I actually disagree with that because I think uh, Lucas Moura has been very underrated. He gives 100 percent all the games, and uh, you know he he is more of a reason why Spurs reached the Champions League final than than Kane, in a way. And mm. uh, his absence in that Champions League final was kind of was uh, was a bit um, uh, uh, unjustified especially when you see how the game went uh, uh, yes. when uh, Liverpool won that match uh, and, and Spurs barely gave a fight with a half-fit Kane. So, yeah. you know, if Mura starts up front, I, I think he can... Uh, it's good to see what he can do. But of course, personally, I, I would wish we spend uh, more of that Kane money as well. So my, my three key signings, I would say, is one more centre-back. It can be Laporte, it can be Cody. Uh, I don't mind either. And then I want um, Patrick Schick. You know, I, I was surprised nobody has gone for Patrick Schick since Euros. Like he's he's been comfortable in Bayer Leverkusen, and there's no reason to stay Bayer Leverkusen. Bayer Leverkusen were like six, I think, in in, in mm -hmm. uh, Bund the Bundesliga last year. So like I'm surprised no one goes for him, and he plays like Kane. He he drops in deep, and then that's how he can get the the wingers. So the whoever's on the wing, whether it's Brian Hill or uh, Son mm. or Mura. To, to run uh, uh, and uh, run when uh, when Patrick Schick moves the ball in front, so that would be a sign that I would want. I don't know why Spurs is not going for him. They're, they're insane for not going for him. And uh, another key one, this probably won't happen, but I do want a midfielder because I know Oliver Skip did a good job for Norwich last year, but uh, it's Norwich in the Championship, so uh, I would I would still give Oliver Skip a chance. I'll keep him in the squad. But I do want a, uh, I do want a, a midfielder who can control the ball. So someone like a, uh, uh, someone like a Neves. Uh, uh, see, I'm just rating the Wolves players <laughs> because of the Wolves connection that uh, that uh, uh, Nuno has. But yeah, Nuno I has. Want, uh, yeah, but uh, Neves is not linked with Spurs at all. He's linked with MU and he's linked with uh, with Arsenal. So you know, uh, I, I would just want him to come to Spurs just so that he doesn't go to those two teams. So uh, that would be my three key uh, signings that I would want. Um, but uh, yeah, it's a pipe dream. I'm, I'm not sure whether Spurs will get them. Yeah, speaking it's a of... Trick. Uh, uh, sorry, go ahead, go ahead. 
Yeah, I, I have a question, Cedric. Yep. Uh-huh. So you're telling me that Lucas Mora is better than Raheem Sterling. Just out of pure skill and number of goals scored and assisting mm. him. Is that, is that what you're saying? You want uh, Lucas Mora up top better than Raheem Sterling? Raheem Sterling can't play strike, striker though. Like he's always a, 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 he's like a winger who scores. He's kind of like a Salah but on the left-hand side, right? Okay, okay, fine. Yeah. If let's say you play Sterling on the left, you put Sun up top and I don't know, you put Mora on the right or some other, someone else on the right, whoever, whoever, mm-hmm. who, whoever gets on the right. Yeah. Do you think Raheem Sterling will score more goals than Lucas Mora in that position? Uh, yeah, I would say yes. Sterling is a better player. Okay. But the yeah. thing is, this what's the problem? Yeah. But the reason why I, I say I don't want... Strange. Yeah, okay. Fine. Yeah, the, the reason why I say I don't want Sterling, I don't want Jesus is because I think up front, Spurs are fine. Even without Harry Kane, Spurs can are fine in scoring goals. The prob- Because the reason why last year, like when Kane scores or when Mura scores or when Sun scores... Uh, how many? No matter how many goals they score, they concede the same amount. <laughs> so yeah, okay. that's why I want the okay. defense. I want to fix the defense because the thing is, okay. I I'm fine if let's say you win a uh, like a, a normal Spurs game will be like maybe three three right. Okay. So you take away Kane's goal one, so from three becomes one. But then if you have better defenders, you win one zero. That's better, you know. I don't need to outscore the opponent. I just need to fix the defense because that defense is leaking as much, as many goals as you're scoring, and you're putting more pressure on the on the strikers to to score more goals. So to mm-hmm. me, it was always the point to fix that the back part. Like Spurs can score goals without Harry Kane, but mm-hmm. that defense, nobody there is. There's no everybody there. Like if I can use a Malay word, tak boleh pakai. Like, no one there. I can use nobody there. I need to fix it. I need to bring new faces in. And so it's good that they brought Romero in, but that's not enough. There needs to be more faces. So that's why, you know, if King goes, uh, I would spend some of that money, not just on the striker. You know, okay. last so time they made... More question to what you said just now. I see your point. Um, they have yep. a lot of uh, holes they have to fix. Um, yes. The other question is, what are your thoughts with Andombele with regards to your central midfield discussion just now? Do you think yeah. he fits that role of a ball-carrying, defending midfielder? I would say no. Because to me, what I've seen from Ndombele is that he's more of a... Uh, he's more... Of, he, he works better up front. Because he doesn't mm. really have a defensive... He's not very strong defensively. Like, okay. Lo Celso is not really a, considered a defensive, defensive player. And yet, I trust Lo Celso more uh, beside Hoibiot. Um Whereas Endombele is more of uh, just charging in front. I don't really see him as a good defensive still uh, when it comes uh, when it comes to uh, you know holding your holding the line uh, against the opponent. Uh, uh, there's this guy called Steve McMahon. I think uh, I think those of you who have watched ESPN in the past, they would you would know him. He's the bald guy who used to play for Liverpool. He he he's very adamant that he says you know as a midfielder you have to do everything. You must be able to do anything, attack, defend, and everything. So the thing about Endombele is that he's more of an attacker. He can't really defend. So I'm, I'm hoping for someone like a Musa Dembele who can defend, you know, um, or, uh, or, or Ruben Neves, you know. Um, right. So that's why I, I would want someone like that beside Hoibjörg, uh to, to, to help control the game. Because now right. Hoibjörg, he, yeah, Hoibjörg is more of a defensive. Uh, he's more defensive. And yes, we did see him uh, uh, creating goals, creating chances. In the uh, in the uh, 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 Euros, but you know it's not it's not a, a thing that he does often. So I wouldn't 
I wouldn't want to put that burden on him. I'd rather have somebody uh, who is who's still defensive in a way, like like can de- not not defensive but can defend, but more creative uh, in terms of uh, 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 getting the passes to the, uh, the the strikers up front. Okay, you've answered my question. Thanks. Uh, yeah, Thanks, Uday. Uh, thanks, Frederick. Uh, Arjun, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to, uh, since we were talking about Wolves earlier, uh, there was this link where Adama Traore was linked to Spurs as well. We were talking about Spurs attack uh, as well. Yeah. And talking about um, Nuno and his philosophies, he, I mean, Traore was a transfer target. So what? how, how do you think mm-hmm. Traore might potentially fit at Spurs if the deal with us goes through? And how do you see Nuno playing with Spurs? Do you think he's going to bring forward his system from Wolves? So I'll start. Uh, I'll address the first one first, which is Traore. Um, I I don't like 2020-2021 Traore. I thought he he lost a lot of form, and uh, you know I had him in my fantasy Premier League. Also, I was extra angry with him. <laughs> uh, and. The thing is, I think people have learned how to play against Triore. Like at first, he was known as this. Whoa! Uh, how do you how do you how do you stop his momentum and whatnot? But then, uh, I don't know. Some uh, he I guess people learned how to deal with him in a way, uh, and he he wasn't as effective anymore. Like it took him a while before he could get a goal in. Uh, uh, and he's not a prolific scorer, but like he scored even fewer goals in the in the latest season. So I personally wouldn't sign him now. Like I, uh, I would wait to see, you know, whether does he imp- did he improve again, uh, uh, this season, before I take a chance on him. I'm I'm more interested in other Wolves players like Connor Cody or uh, Ruben Neves. So I, I'm gonna say no on uh, Adama Traore now because I think as I as I mentioned, uh, the attack is fine at Spurs. Uh, my problem has always been the the back line, and uh, in terms of what uh, Nuno uh, brings to Spurs, um. He can't play the same way as he does in Wolves because in Wolves he plays with that uh, 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 a straight number nine, like the number nine who's static. All he does is uh, be in the box and score. You know that the 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 typical fox in the box, the typical number nine like a Lewandowski, but he can't do that at Spurs. If even if Harry Kane stays, that's not the way to play with Harry Kane because Harry Kane wants to wants to uh, create chances as well. He wants to collect the ball from deep inside his own half. We saw how he, he uh, mastered that under Mourinho and, uh, uh, and how ineffective he is when he's just a number nine. Like when we saw for the first few games against England where he's just a normal number nine, useless in a way, <laughs> where, and no one can pass to him. Uh, no, when they couldn't get the ball to him, he's, he's, he's pointless. So I don't think he can, he can play the way that he did at uh, Wolves. But in, uh, in the highlights I saw against Chelsea, it looks like he's not playing that way. He's, he's giving the attackers a, a room uh, to, 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 uh, to play however they want instead of uh, asking the striker to be, uh, uh, to, to be static up front like Raul Jimenez. So uh, that, that's how... Uh, because, and you, the reason, another reason you can't play like that is because you're going to reduce the number of goals that uh, Sun scores or Mura scores or you know, uh, the goals that Lamella would have scored if, if he had stayed here. Because what Kane do, does is that he would uh, collect the ball from deep, in, uh, deep, you know, maybe at the halfway line, and then the wingers would see uh, would see Kane, and they will get ready to run to uh, 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 Kane's uh, pass up front. So if uh, if if he makes them like a typical winger, where it's like run to the side, cross in, it's not gonna work for it's not gonna work for Spurs. And 
I see encouraging signs that he's not gonna employ that same way uh, against uh, against uh, 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 sorry in, he uh, that he's not gonna employ that that wolves way uh, because against Chelsea he didn't do that he let the attackers run free like uh, I saw Son was uh, making runs into the box although he was playing as a winger in that game I think um, yeah so it would be unwise to do that anyway so I I uh, I would uh, praise uh, 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 Nuno for not being too philosophical, you know, like a Mancini. Uh, Mancini, when you think about it, Mancini doesn't have a philosoph uh, philosophy. He just plays according to what players he has. So hopefully Nuno is also like that. But if the, if the season starts and he plays like the way he does at Wolves, then uh, yeah, it's it's going to be a disaster, I think. Yeah, hopefully he will change his, you know, tactics to suit the, the, the club, you know, instead of the other way around. That's right. Um, yeah, you're right about um, Adama Traore. I just looked out on his stats. He actually, he's just very fast in terms of his acceleration yeah. but his end product is really really poor how many assists did he have seven goals yeah yeah seven goals and 14 assists uh, across eight of 140 Premier League appearance so that's quite uh, poor for, for a winger you know yeah that's right because there was a lot of hype around him at that time and then uh, uh, after that he's just you know he, he runs and, and that's it <laughs> you know it's kind of like Aaron Lennon <laughs> Uh, yeah. Yeah, because um, like, when Aaron Lennon dribbles, he's like, wow, it's amazing. And then he 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 shoots, he 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 lets go or he passes and then we all go, oh Cedric, um speaking of like let's say now, let's say the, the squad is almost almost uh shape and also the season is almost starting. Um what are Spurs realistic ambition this season? What what do you think is their uh, realistic target to achieve this season? Realistic. So in terms of target, uh always have to be top four. Whether you get it or not, I don't think they will. But you cannot, you cannot come out and, and Nuno cannot come out and say, um, to, you know, our, our target this year is Europa League. Like, I will, I will ask Levy to sack him immediately. <laughs> you, so you can't do that. Like, if you target UCL and you get Europa League, fine, you know, there, there are stronger teams and whatnot. So you always have to target UCL. I'm sorry. That's, that's the main aim. You always have to target UCL. But uh, I, I'm... I'm a realist enough to know that they're not gonna get it. So, uh, to me, the uh, to me, they have to get at least Europa. They need to be six. And I want, I want six. I don't want to win Conference League and then and then qualify for Europa League. I want really to finish six. You know, uh, fifth or six. I uh, uh, the way I see the season going, I think uh, top four. I'm not gonna talk because I'm not gonna say because it's gonna inspire a lot of uh, debate right now <laughs> among the UMU and Liverpool fans. So I'm just gonna say fifth place. I think will be Leicester again. Sorry, three years in a row, and then uh, uh, sixth place. I think would be Spurs. Uh, yeah. So slowly climbing up, but uh, yeah, I you can't you can't as as a manager of Spurs, you can't say we are targeting Europa League. You have to say you're targeting UCL. Where is Arsenal in this? In, in what this your uh, your prediction? <laughs> okay, so Leicester fifth, uh, Spurs sixth. Uh, I'm gonna go Everton seven because I think Rafael Benitez. Uh, it won't be good enough because it will finish below Liverpool. Uh, so Everton fans will still hate Rafa, but I think he will do a, a solid job there. And then uh, I have Arsenal in ace for third year in a row again. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, hey Steven, uh, since you're the Nostradamus in football and you've kind of predicted uh, Denmark going all the way to the semi-final, where do you think uh, Manchester United is going to finish this season? Now, uh, it's going to inspire a lot of debate, man, because this is a Spurs conversation. <laughs> uh, but okay, fine, I'll, I'll say it. Uh, I think 
uh, I, I hate to predict, uh, those who know me, I hate to predict back-to-back -back winners. So that's why my winner this year is a team I hate the most. It's the team I hate the most out of the top four. It's Chelsea. I think Chelsea is going to win uh, the EPL. So second, I'm going to go Man City because they're still the strongest team. Uh, third, I'm going to go with MU because MU strengthened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Steven. <laughs> so you were saying Liverpool doing four, is it? Yes, Liverpool four. I don't mind. Okay. Yeah, I top four at least. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, but City, Spurs have yeah. to win the, the the conference league, right? They are the hot favorites, right? No, they are not. They are not. Guess who else is in the conference league? Jose Mourinho's Roma. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think I read one. <laughs> yeah. So to me, the 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 first favorite is Roma for sure. Like uh, they they also strengthened as well. They got Rui Patricio, I think, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So they're number one. Number two will be Spurs. So if if Roma draws Spurs in like quarterfinals or semifinals, that's it. We're dead. Why uh, quarterfinals, yeah, semifinals? So Just make it the final straight away. Uh, Roma. <laughs> no, no, but like you know, because to in, in do a classic bottling and, and lose to Roma. <laughs> but the thing is, uh, when it comes to all these uh, European uh uh cup uh cups, they they draw like uh randomly, right? It's not like you know they they put like the top rank here and the to make sure that the top rank will always face a lower ranked person. You could have two top ranked teams at the same time. That's how MU faced AC Milan last season in the Europa League. Right, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. So if Roma plays Spurs way too early, that's that's bye-bye for Spurs. So that's why I would put Roma as first favorites. But yes, Spurs would be... Hey, sorry, Roma would be first favorites. Second favorites would be Spurs. A distant second. And a distant third would be Vincent, Vincent Company's Anderlecht. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so that's why I don't think it's a surefire thing. If if you're asking me which is the, the main trophy Spurs can go for, I think call a League Cup. You know, I don't think Converse is a sure thing. You got serial winner, uh Mourinho there. Anybody who says Spurs is gonna win the, the, the Converse League are deluding themselves. All right. Um I think we had one last question as well related to of course Harry Kane again. Uh, <laughs> he is currently the Spurs captain. So in the event that he stays, in your opinion, would you strip him of the captaincy or would you uh, let him keep the captaincy? Actually, actually, Kane is not uh, the captain. The captain is uh, Hugo Lloris. And he's been there longer than Kane, actually, if you talk about oh, first in terms oh. of first-team football. Yeah. Oh, Kane, Kane is uh, vice-captain. Kane captain. is just the yeah, vice-captain. But he is the face. Like no one, no one thinks of Lloris as the face. Like, you don't put a Frenchman as the face of an English club. Uh, right. so, so do demote him? I would say yes because of the professionalism. Uh, I would demote him. But uh, it, it really doesn't matter because the captain has always been Hugo Lloris and Hugo Lloris seldom doesn't play. So, you know, in games where Hugo Lloris rests, uh, Harry Kane rests as well. So we won't, we won't have that conflict. Uh, Kane won't uh, captain uh, uh, Spurs, uh, you know, this season anyway, regardless if he stays or not. So yeah, uh, that would be my thoughts. Uh, just because of professionalism, you have to you have to make an example. Okay, all right. Um, Stephen, anything else? Um, yeah, that's it from me. Um, Ude, any other question for our fans? No, I'm done. Thanks. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> Okay, um, yeah, I think Arjun, we covered pretty well about Spurs uh, today. Yep. Yeah, so um, 
sorry, it was good to have uh, Cedric back uh, talking about Spurs as well, and uh, Ule to pop in to give us some comments and questions as well. Yes, man. Yeah, I think I think we change we, we we switch up the dynamics a little bit, and then it is refreshing yeah. that we have a, a neutral or uh, question asking yeah. panel. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thanks for having me. You got to change yeah, the so formation cool. from the three four three to a four four two yeah. throughout the season, you know, <laughs> to win the game. So, um, listeners, if you have any comments of our uh, podcast, please do leave us a DM on our Instagram. My Instagram handle is at Stephen underscore Rob underscore on and Arjun's Instagram handle is at Ruven Arjun. And um, once again, th- uh, this podcast is brought to you by Mr. SG and Sasha Bakery. And before we end, I would like to thank um, Cedric and Uday for joining us today. Cedric, thank you. Thanks. No problem, no problem, Cedric. Good job, guys. <laughs> okay, before we, before we end, can I just say one last thing before you say goodnight? Yeah, sure. Okay. Um, so, although I said Arsenal 8th, I'm hoping Aston Villa because of that Danny Ing signing. I know they lost Jenny, Jack Grealish, but they have strengthened mm-hmm. in other places. Buendia, Jack Grealish. Uh, sorry, uh, Buendia and uh, Danny Ings. Uh, I'm hoping Aston Villa finish eighth instead. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so um, this episode is the Tottenham Hotspur and stay tuned to our next episode where we will, we will be discussing, I will be bringing back the same band together to discuss the upcoming rules change for the new Premier League season. It will be an exciting one. Stay tuned. In the meantime, stay safe and bye-bye.